0: Glad you're with us. I know that you have Airbnb as your top pick and you have booking as your second top pick. Um, It's fascinating. Before you get into the weeds about a little bit of everything, the costs of how much they spend on marketing and all that, what's the big premise behind these choices?
1: Hi, Nicole. So good to be here. So travel is undergoing a, a pretty solid recovery, particularly the lodging industry. And within that, this alternative accommodations like vacation rentals and uh, and short-term apartment rentals and things like that are really increasing in the mix. And we conducted uh, a proprietary industry analysis. We found that alternative accommodations have gone from about 24% of lodging dollars prior to the pandemic uh, up to about 33% today. And as we were looking at, how these online travel agents, booking holdings, Airbnb, and also Expedia have been doing during the pandemic. We really believe that they're going to continue to do well in the coming years. This is not going to be a kind of one-off benefit that those companies have seen during the pandemic. I think they're going to keep growing. And so that, that's really the overall premise, uh, particularly with our, our Airbnb upgrade earlier this week.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you um, think it continues. Now, I, I definitely think Airbnb is like just an unbelievable concept and people love it. Part of the drive that I experienced myself is we were priced out, for example, of a summer rental. So we were doing some weekend rentals, right? And that's when you use Airbnb or VRBO or whatever, right? Um, that's one. And so people with COVID want to get out of the city, but um, you know, they, don't, they can't afford a second house. They, don't, they got priced out of rentals. So they do an Airbnb for a shorter period of time. Not sure how long that lasts. I mean, does that last a long time? And then people can travel more internationally once COVID is really done. Also, will they be going to Airbnb?
1: I think you, you hit on a really important point here. So the sentiment has been that Uh, Airbnb in particular had a big benefit during the pandemic because you had people renting out these homes in suburban areas, uh, fleeing the cities, things like that. You couldn't do international travel. And I think the important thing to point out is that prior to the pandemic, uh, 60% of Airbnb's uh, bookings were in urban areas. 50% was cross-border travel and 60% was outside of the United States. So as mm. all, of those pick, all of those different segments pick up, yes, there will be some trade-offs with uh, the part of Airbnb's business that has done really well during the pandemic, but uh, they should also really benefit. They're, they're big in Europe, uh, they're big in urban apartments, and they're certainly big in international travel. So we think that that is going to significantly more than offset uh, any trade-offs from, from people coming back to cities away from kind of the suburban areas. And we also have a a survey that we run on U.S. consumers and one of the things we asked them is what are you planning to do for the next year? And so we saw in the survey people are, uh, they indicated that they've been using these short-term rentals more frequently. But the interesting thing was when we asked what are you going to do over the next year, Uh, the intentions to continue using short-term rentals even more in the coming year uh, was near an all-time high in our survey. So for us, uh, we believe that all indications are that this step up in the mix of this kind of broader alternative category, anything other yeah. than a hotel, is a permanent step up.
0: I think you make a great point. I didn't realize just how popular Airbnb was before the pandemic. You, you noted a lot of people traveling and getting an Airbnb. Um So it seems that they already had a good customer base prior to the pandemic. I mean, how about the other side of the coin? Maybe they picked up a lot of new customers during the pandemic who now will think about using an Airbnb in a different way if they were to travel. Um, When you look at your targets, how aggressive are these targets? For example, when I see this 220 target from 160, um, when you look at these numbers, um, for both Airbnb and booking, how aggressive are these targets?
1: Absolutely. So for Airbnb, our $220 price target is equivalent to a $150 billion enterprise value. So it would be the first travel company to ever uh, be worth $150 billion. Earlier this year, they became the first travel company to pass $100 billion. Uh, And just to put that relative to some of the metrics that we've projected, uh, we estimate that Airbnb will do $65 billion in gross booking value uh, next year. Um, so our target would be about a little bit less than two times that, which is a high target. So it's really uh, predicated upon their continued growth and also their margin expansion. They've shown during the pandemic they can, that they can let upside drop to the bottom line, that they don't have to spend a lot on advertising. So we are looking for their margins to go right. up significantly uh, in the future. And on, if, when you look at booking holdings, that's a company that's already making a, a lot of profit today. So we raised our EPS targets there. We have them doing $155 in EPS uh, in 2023. So our price target there, of $2,950, is is really based on a PE multiple. um, And that's a lot easier to get behind for more um, profit valuation, uh, uh, profit metric oriented investors.
0: And then base, I mean, I also think that... um based on the current situation, things are improving. So they'll have the people who used it during COVID maybe some new customers. Barring another variant, which would basically keep everybody back at home, it seems like a win-win. Is there any hurdle that could be problematic? I mean, I can't even see it. Maybe some new regulations. I know some towns and cities have now Put some regulations only because I experienced it myself. You can't get for a long weekend anymore. You have to get an Airbnb for 14 days. I mean, those are the kinds of things that could be problematic for Airbnb or or booking.
1: I think you made two good points there. The first one was related to the pandemic. Um, These stocks, all of the travel stocks, are certainly very sensitive to what's going on with COVID outbreaks. And we saw that this summer when the Delta variant hit these stocks did not do well. And then when COVID wave started subsiding um, mid-August, September, you saw these stocks doing better. So I think that's something uh, that's going to continue to be the case as we move into the winter months. Um, what does the next wave of COVID look like? How severe it is? And I think that's definitely going to play into the stocks. If you have a worse COVID wave, these travel stocks are, are most likely going to get hit. And if it's smaller, on the other hand, um, then that that's going to be great for our in just in general, obviously, but also for these travel stocks.
0: Which um, is the more likely scenario, of course, as well. Yeah.
1: Well, COVID keeps throwing us for loops, doesn't it? But uh, it certainly seems like the the most recent COVID wave uh, had – been significantly less severe than the one before it, despite having a lot less restrictions. So that makes us positive. And that's what we hope for. And then to touch on your uh, point on regulations, it's definitely something that's happening. You have a lot of municipalities kind of increasing rules and regulations related to vacation rentals. Uh, What we would say there is that that has been happening since really 2015, 2016. There was a big acceleration in that. So I think that that is a limiter to Airbnb, but it's something that's already kind of been affecting the growth trajectory. And we think the demand is just so overwhelming um, that they're going to continue to grow through that.